Hey, Joel. Yo. I've got an idea. Shoot. What if we made a podcast? Welcome to Joel and Uriah's Terrible Ideas. It's a podcast where we pitch each other terrible ideas and hope for the best, I guess. It's gone pretty well for us so far. We've had some pretty terrible ideas, some pretty good ones, and none of them have happened. I think it's a very good indicator um, that we we titled our podcast correctly uh, in, in in the sense that like nothing has like been created out of the podcast yet. Um, we're, we're still rating on research and development to get back with us. Yeah, nobody, we, we don't have enough patrons to uh, to make those to fill those teams out yet. So um, go head over to Patreon, uh, do a two dollar a month subscription, and you can be on our research and development team. It, it's like <laughs> instead of us paying you, you pay us, and, and it works somehow. And everybody rejoiced. Yay! Yay. Hey, it's your turn. Is it? For a terrible idea. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I, d- I did one last week or two weeks ago. You did. I always say last week, but you yeah, did. it was two weeks ago. Want to wanna make a car? A car. Uh-huh. Like actually design the entire vehicle or like get some Lego bricks and put them together. I want to create some sort of automotive apparatus that will uh, move one or more persons a distance in, in a specific direction and spe- specifically in the direction that they choose. So you are looking at designing some sort of vehicular device. Yeah. Does it need to be internal combustion or can it run on unicorn poop? Well, I mean, I would like to keep it a little more realistic than unicorn poop, but okay. let's, but let's keep our poop. options open. It doesn't have to be <laughs> a traditional octane engine. You can do, we can right. try something else. Let, let, let's, let's go with clean energy and go full on electric. Well, okay. So we, I think before we get into I've the specifics of before. like what is actually powering the car, let's create a couple of goals so that we have a guideline okay. for ourselves um, as we're constructing this vehicle. Um, do you have some goals in mind? I do. Um, I would like it to be, um, I'd like it to be affordable. Um, I want to build a car. <laughs> I want to build a car that anybody can own. Uh, uh, okay. Um, like what? How much are you talking here? That's another one of those specific things that we're going to get into in a minute. Okay. Um, all, right, all right. I would like. I would like our car to be um, ecologically friendly, um, okay. but not too friendly. Like less so of needs, less flipping Mother Nature the there. bird and more like you know passing by mother nature in the hallway and, and maybe giving like the one head up tilt nod like yeah okay i see you i acknowledge so your it existence. can still uh create roadkill but maybe not increase a person's carbon footprint uh dramatically i'm gonna go with not okay. increase their their carbon footprint dramatically i mean because it only takes a whole bunch of coal in order to smelt the uh iron ore and the copper in order to make the steel and then a lot of uh, different kinds of fuels to press that yeah. steel into the right shape. So even buying any vehicle, no matter if it's clean energy use or not, you've created a large carbon footprint in the process of making it. Correct? Right, it, right. And I think that, um, again, this is one of those detailed things that we'll get into. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, this is that opening paragraph of, of the paper, Joel, where like, you, just, you, you tell them what you're going to tell them and then you tell them and then you tell them what you told them. We're still in the tell them what you're going to tell them portion. Okay, all right. All right, all right. Um, so we have... I'm getting ahead of myself. You I'm are, apologize. and you're getting ahead of myself as well. And I want it to be super duper technologically advanced. And the super duper is a very important thing. And so I think those are my three, those are my three primary goals. Um, I wrote super duper. Okay. 
Um, Super duper techie. So do do you have anything? Do you have any like large goals that you would like to see in a, in a, a new vehicle? Um, <clears throat> you were saying one or more people. I mean, yes. we're both family men. I would like to see the uh, you know the on the side of more. Okay. Uh, I I would like to see it at least seat six. I realize we're getting into the larger stage at that yeah. point, but but I feel like I mean. Five is fine, but five can be cramped depending upon the size of the interior. Once you try to fit six in there, you have to have a larger interior. So that way you're either carrying four people in a lot of the luggage all the way across the country to mm-hmm. go see family, which you and I both do yeah. every once in a while, Ugh. or you're actually fitting six people for a roundabout uh, event with your youth group, which we just did this last weekend for a drive around scavenger hunt. Okay. All right, so, so you want to so like try to and make it, it a seat six. So we're looking at like a like a minivan yeah. or a, an SUV form factor. You are uh, running ahead <laughs> there by saying SUV or minivan. We well, can go any direction we okay. want. Well, let's. I think. Um, I think we probably need to start. We need to start with the capacity, really, because that's going to inform a lot of the other decisions, right? Because like the way you design a minivan is very different from the way you design a a, a, a sports roadster. So here's here's a thought. Okay. All right. Um. You know, you said minivan or SUV style. Uh, there's nothing that says every seat has to be facing forward. Uh, except I think road law right now. I'm pretty sure that our cars are required to face forward at the moment. I've seen enough buses and limos that have side facing seats. That uh-huh. There's probably a way around that in some form. So I'm thinking the front two seats do face forward. Okay. But the back four are two benches on the side facing each other, so there's a large opening in the middle. Yeah. With a hatch on the back, and the hatch on the back, whether it's, you know, door opening like a normal Uh door, or like one that goes up like normal hatches on like a minivan, Uh that's how you get in. I, alternatively... One mm-hmm. um, instead of uh, 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 a door or a, tra- a traditional door hatch or a traditional top hatch, right? No, I saw your like weird like seagull wings motion. I'm not thinking, I was thinking that. of the DeLorean. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, we're not okay. So we're not doing a DeLorean. What I'm thinking is um, like a clamshell, right? If you imagine a door that was two, actually two doors. Take like a. I'm thinking like a like a saloon door from the old west. Okay, turned sideways okay. so that it opens top and bottom and the bottom extends into a ramp and that also okay, gives you the capacity okay. to to run out with your firearms as quickly as possible and deploy a small army dang it this is not warhammer no no this is no this is not warhammer <laughs> but i like i like that idea um it, it feels very reminiscent of like airplanes mm-hmm. and um and yeah uh it does give yeah, you the opportunity exactly. to, to deploy units or cargo as quickly as possible which when you are <laughs> like think about it when you're in um when you're on a road trip and you need to get uh, out of the like the town that you're in, right? But you you don't have time. You don't have a lot of time because you're you're also sort of crunched trying. You, you know you've got it. You got a yeah. deadline. You got to hit. What's the when you stop at a gas station? What's the thing you got? Like what's the thing that takes the most time? Getting the people out of the back seat because there's yep. a bunch of crap in the way. There's like physically mm-hmm. four human mm-hmm. beings. Like you just need to okay. like make it happen as quickly as possible. I think at this point we are looking at something. That resembles the late '80s, early '90s station wagon. Uh, maybe, maybe not in maybe not in look, but I I remember my my mom's old station wagon. In the back, it had a it had a clamshell type hatch where the top one was a piece of glass that opened up, and the bottom part was like a like a truck bed that opened flat. Okay, 
It's similar to that, so it does. The, so at least shape wise, in the back, it's going to be similar to one of those older Pacificas or a um, or a uh, station wagon. So I've got this really crazy idea. What if um, when you tell me we're designing a station wagon, I think we need to cancel the podcast and just stop doing everything forever because I don't know that that's what I want to do with my life. Terrible ideas. Oh yeah. Okay. Got it. Right. Back on track. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to look that way. We can, we can, you know, ramp it. We can put a, we can put a spoiler on the back. There we go. Um, <clears throat> I love it. And it's just one, like you just, we just have a, like a, like an order with um, some, some specialty junkyard somewhere that only collects like wrecked, drag cars like yeah. wrecked import tuners and <laughs> we just like and you get a custom spoiler off of each one so like it maybe yes. it matches maybe it doesn't who knows i don't i don't i love it yep spoilers on the back okay no, it can be a little i mean if you think about it th- those uh those older not the newer pacificas but the older pacificas it's just a taller station wagon yeah I mean, that's what it, all a lot of these crossovers now like the dodge journeys or don't talk about the, my car uh, like that don't talk. Don't you call my. Don't you call my car a station wagon? It's just a taller station wagon. That's all it is. <laughs> I don't want to burst everybody's bubbles. We call them crossovers. They're taller, so that way nobody feels like they have an old station wagon, right. but they're just station wagons. Yeah, no, they. I mean, they really are. You're not wrong. I'm just in denial. So, I mean, we can we can we can make them a little taller and call them a crossover. Maybe we do that. I I don't know. I do like the like the shorter form factor. I think. Um, but I don't have a good reason why, so I'm not married to that idea. I'm not married to the okay. height of this vehicle in any way yet. Um, All right. Okay, so I, li- I really you, like you the go, idea of like a slightly... lower... You're looking at Dodge Caliber size. Maybe a little longer. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a Dodge Caliber is a good... Was actually would be a pretty good um, way to, to do it. Although, we run into the trouble if we want if we want to have seats facing each other, the car would have to sit higher off the ground. Yeah. Because you couldn't... Because otherwise, the drive shaft would be in the way. The reason cars work the way they do in that, like, that shorter form factor is that they assume nobody's actually sitting in the middle, in the back row. and Unless it's front-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Which is why most sedans don't have issue with the uh, middle being lumped. Hmm. You, you know, know more, more stuff. <laughs> so anyway, we are looking at a front-wheel drive of seats in the back facing each other potential of putting a table or a dog yep, yep. Uh, I in like, the middle i like where the, everybody's feet go yeah i love the idea of the table so that you could like play games and stuff while you were like could yes. you imagine a, a cross-country road trip where you were also playing a game of settlers of Catan? oh that would be this is this is my dream i i want this car <laughs> i want this car now and I don't want to be the driver on. I want to be. I want to be a writer. I definitely want to be a writer. Like yeah. that makes the that makes the rotation though. Like uh, like when you're on road trip duty, right? And you're trying to figure out who's driving, who's riding shotgun. <laughs> who like that makes the job a lot like the, a lot harder um, to like assign people a task because nobody wants to drive anymore. Yeah, that's because everybody wants to play the game. Right. So let's think about ways like to to make the driver experience better, right? Because like if we have a game table in the back, that's super cool. But if nobody wants to drive this car because they only want to ride in this car, it's never going to go anywhere, literally, because nobody will sit down in the front True. seat and push the gas pedal. Nobody <laughs> will sit down in the front seat. It won't. You say gas pedal, and we haven't determined the, that the it's accelerator. Us. You're right. Again, we haven't gotten to that point. So let's talk about um, in 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 uh, in in our attempt to make it more driver friendly. Let's let's work on the technological aspect of this. 
So what are okay. what are some of the things that we would want to see technologically speaking in this vehicle? First off, I mean, yes, obviously we want to make everybody comfortable and everybody have a good time, but we definitely want to focus on the driver because this vehicle is never going anywhere without a driver, at least not until Google gets its crap together and gives us self-driving cars. Yeah, or uh, one somebody Tesla. is. I don't care Either who does one. it. Just give me a self-driving somebody car. Somebody needs to work on this. Yes, self-driving cars. I think cars. one of the things that we do um, is uh, a digital assistant interface that is always on. Okay. Um, and the only way I can think to do that is either a satellite or um, a, like a 3G or 4G connection. Like that's just always on. Yeah, right? it so would like, have to be you'd basically, what if fully integrated with your phone. More, um, more than just Bluetooth syncing, but full integration. I like that. I think that's a good idea. I also like the idea of making the, the car itself a device. Um, kind of like a Google Home. Yeah, kind of like a, yeah, 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 Amazon like a Google Alexa. Home or um or like an Android TV. So an ex- or like some an extension of your yeah already existing Google Home and phone and all those like whatever your, direction your, you're going in. Right, your your existing your existing home media ecosystem. I want the car to be a part of that. Yeah. So I think that so, so as you're walking out, you can say, "Hey Google, start the car, start the car." I just made it a V8, by the way. Is that? <laughs> I don't think you made it a V8 so much as you made it like I don't know, an angry child. <laughs> no, angry children scream. Oh, screech! <laughs> I know well, this. You're not wrong. Um, very, I, I am very confident. So I like the idea of, of like making it its own, its own discrete device. Um, that also interfaces with whatever system you want. So like, okay, so I, I say Google Assistant because I live in yes, the Google Media yeah. ecosystem. But if somebody was more Amazon uh, is integrated, me. then maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to, to, to put Alexa in the car. You would almost have to like um, pick ahead. It, had, it would almost have to be custom made. That way you don't have a whole bunch of one kind just sitting on a lot. And the guy walks in and he goes, but I need Google. Right. One. I saw my last Google one yesterday. Aw, shucks. Um well, I don't want an mm-hmm. Amazon one because Alexa's yeah, like Alexa is the worst. Oh, Alexa and everybody <laughs> and everybody <laughs> and and nobody has ever purchased an Apple no, car, an ever. integrated one. There's no there's no <sighs> iCar. There's it's, I hate <laughs> Apple products. We actually don't. We actually sorry iTunes. I know you're listening right now, but we actually don't. I say we don't provide this car in uh, with with Apple Home uh, HomeKit integration or whatever it is, um, and no no yeah. Siri. Because why would you? Why? Okay, so so we have that, um, and I think the biggest right, like the biggest part of any road trip are is the tunes, right? Like you have to oh, have yeah. good music, or or everything's gonna fall apart. Maybe literally because you wreck the car falling asleep to the terrible sound of static uh, that it's coming through your FM dial, going through the middle of nowhere in Missouri. Yeah, right. So, are you thinking so, like um, uh, working with a streaming service? Um, well, I think that whatever. Um, I think whatever model you go with, right, the the Google or the Amazon model, um, they both have streaming services that I think would be that okay. would work really well. Um, uh, you know, and I think you can th- those all at least cooperate with Spotify in some way. So, like, if you're already right, like if you're already a subscriber to one of those services, then it's just another device on which you can okay. play your right. music. So I think that yeah, I think that you should be able to um, access your your existing streaming library with you know no matter this, if you with use this spotify vehicle. or you know google play or some kind of amazon 
right amazon has one but i don't know anybody who's on it yeah unless it's apple music in which case no because despite apple having all of the things that we're talking about we're not going to sell an apple version refuse this is going to get flagged on (laughs) itunes so hard (laughs) hey here's another thought um for for the driver this would be a potential distraction but i think it has enough uh good potential uh it it would have to be designed the right way so again research and development augmented reality or or mixed reality. So mm. rather than having to look over at your GPS, in front of you is a arrow and it highlights the road that you're on, but it highlights where you need to turn mm-hmm. as well as it gets closer. Man, I love that. I love that so much. That plus like you so you just talk to your, you know, car Google device thing. And you say, Hey, find the nearest Chick-fil-A or find the nearest McDonald's and it and it automatically reroutes you and can take you that direction and like pinpoint how far away it is. So it shows it where it where it is on the windshield. So it's off to, off to the left at like so, two o'clock yeah. and there's this like uh this uh waypoint marker and it says two point two miles. Uh-huh. And it says that way off in the distance. I love that. I love that so much. That that is that's great. Turning the entire the entire windshield into reality. a yeah, exactly. heads up display, an an AR heads up display. That would be amazing. Um, and again, and I think yeah, I think that would take some work to make it not distracting. And I don't know that I would ever not be like that. I would ever be perfectly not distracted by it because I would just be so enamored with how totally. I mean, how cool many that other things could you add into that? You just gotta. And okay, let's say we use the augmented reality to help out. Um, and you, you tell it, you know, I don't want to see any billboards because you know, you get distracted and it just scans for billboards ahead with some cameras. And as it sees them, it puts like Mm -hmm. a, a white sign, like label over top of it. So you can't read any of the billboards. You're telling me that the bright white light reflecting off of your heads up display uh, would not be more distracting than the billboard. Gray, blue, black, whatever you want. But that way you... Whatever it is, whatever whatever it is, I don't, don't think, think there's so. a way to and make I it any see how less that would distracting. Block enough stuff that it might be bad. But I, I'll be honest, I, I'm I'm pretty ADD. I kind of get distracted by all the billboards. There's a there's a bad ch- well there's a bad chance that it blocks something yeah. like really necessary, like one of the <laughs> you're going to hell signs in Northern Indiana. <laughs> wah, wah. But uh, I don't think th- I think that th- there should be some incentive to be in the driver's seat, right? So I don't think that I want to do too much like technologically for the back. I think that really, um, if you integrate your your digital assistant of choice into the vehicle, um, then that will do as though as that technology progresses, your vehicle will continue to get cooler. And so I think that that's a really mm-hmm. good. That's enough for me. That in the heads up display, definitely the heads up display. I think I that like I think that satisfies my like super duper techie requirement. The HUD. Yeah. So let's see. So we haven't. What we that. haven't talked about is affordability or or ecological friendliness. Um, um. Hey. So affordability. We just gave it a heads up display. <laughs> Integration with either Apple or Amazon. Not Apple. Uh, Google or Amazon. It's specifically not Apple. Specifically not Apple. And it's some new design that nobody really uses anymore. A, a reboot so to speak of a i don't know how we're going to make this affordable well we're gonna have to cut corners somewhere hey i've got an idea there's this thing called the frame nobody really needs it nobody ever sees it (laughs) just kind of you know only half of a frame just build a body (laughs) that's a bad idea 
That's very. No, good actually, idea. I was just looking up some techie stuff when you said you wanted to be super duper techie, uh-huh. so I wanted to see what was out there. And they are starting to talk about three D printing of metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realize that's a newer technology, three D printing of metals, um, which might make it a little bit uh, less affordable right on the beginning, but it might save in some factory costs uh, by not having to worry about the presses and the heating elements thereof. Have you ever have you ever used a three D printer? Have you ever, like, actually tried to make something? No, I haven't. I I know it takes a while for everything to print. It takes a very long time. Even on, like, major industrial scale 3D printers, like, things take a long time. Um, And and the the whole, like, 3D printing metals is still, like, is so cutting edge that I don't know anything about it. You didn't say you wanted this to be efficient. You just said you wanted it to be affordable. I'm trying to come up with a way that it... Outside of what is normal mm-hmm. operating procedure to make this may, maybe potentially be a new way to uh, uh, make the product that might be more affordable. Well, what I'm trying to say is that I don't know that 3D printing is the answer to that quest that that problem. Okay. I think that you, I think that especially like I don't think that bleeding edge technology is the right way to bring the cost of something down. <laughs> of course it is. Totally okay. You're right. So what do you think? <laughs> Um, I think we go with traditional production means, but I think that we do it with, with cheaper materials. Um, think about the, the, um, the Saturn brand of cars, right? Like okay. how did they, yeah. they cut, they were able to make affordable vehicles that were still safe and, and usable, um, by, uh, cutting corners on things like the body panels were plastic instead of metal. Okay. Right? And so that makes the car lighter, which then reduces its fuel consumption, which, um, all, and, but it's a little less. You're really going to have to focus on some safety issues then. Yeah. Um, and I think that, but they did, right? Like Saturn vehicles were, were, you know, they may not have been the prettiest and they, but they were, they were safe. Yeah. Um, or they were at least safe enough to meet federal standards. And if it's good enough for the government, it's good enough for me. So as far as, uh, e- ecological concerns, I think, is that yes. the last thing that we need to talk about? That, that's the last thing we need to talk about. Um, I had a I had a thought, and okay. it's a thought that I've had before. Why don't cars? Why don't car manufacturers, um, who are doing these hybrid or electric cars, is there not a way to put smaller versions of wind turbines on the vehicle, either on the top or in the wheel wells? Or is like a like a, of like a sh- like a shrouded fan turbine yes. like over the front like one over each of the front wheels that would look super duper cool. Yes, I have had this thought too. My I like I don't know why it hasn't been implemented. The only thing I can think of is that somebody else much smarter than me has also already had this thought, and they've determined through a lot of a lot of time and effort that it is not feasible. I mean, I realize it's a smaller turbine, but you're literally forcing air through the vehicle or around the vehicle. Are right. you're gonna make the fan go pretty quickly like i would maybe it would and it would be fast. so cool like you could you could build the shroud into the vehicle's design somehow and and the fan would do the the spinny yeah. turny thing and yeah, it would I'm, be think, super, I'm thinking like, like a, i'm thinking like a half circle four of them across the top of a vehicle almost like the trucks that have the lights on the top that uh-huh. kind of a that kind of a thing i was thinking on the uh, i realized that would create the um the uh top of the vehicle to be a little thicker in order to uh, hold the entire turbine as well as um the yeah the fan housing and everything related to the generators but still like whether you put that in the wheel well on the front where the headlights are or right next to the headlights or mm-hmm. on the top there's spots to put fans to create electricity to charge those batteries while driving so that you're not using all that much electricity 
you know what? I'm going to sort of re-up my stance on this. Maybe no one else has thought of this. Maybe we're the only ones who have had this thought. There's no way, but I'll go with you for a second, thinking that we're special. Okay, so we're the only ones who've had this thought. We should implement this into our vehicle. We, sh- I think, um, so I, I like your idea of like the like the four fans on top, but I like even more the idea of like putting one over each wheel, um, and having sort of the the mm-hmm. the front profile of the vehicle be a little curvier, so that you have these two like really cool looking fans uh, fan shrouds in the front, um, and those. I do like that idea. I hadn't thought of that placement. I think I like that better than any of the thoughts. Okay. So we use those um, to run. uh, They charge batteries that you use for all of your internal components. Um, I still like the idea of having, um, if we do have an internal combustion engine of some sort, or however however we get the wheels turning, um, we need to have it that also be connected to its own, but like you know, an alternator battery loop, so that it's it can it can power itself even if you know, I don't know for some reason you're not driving fast enough for the the turbines to kick in. Um, oh, and that's also a really good, I didn't think about that. If you're, so if you're going like 10 miles an hour or whatever, the turbines are not spinning. And so like while you're going through the parking lot, you can't be also playing Catan with music because you got to get ready to get out of the car because it's time to go into Denny's or wherever. It starts shutting everything down, which really sucks if you're stuck in stop and go traffic on a long trip Mm. around the outside. Yeah. So I guess maybe you need like a bypass control. Or like a spare battery that yeah. will also charge. Like when you're like driving down the, uh, you know. I mean, okay. So the bat the batteries. I mean, as long as they're charged, they will power right. everything. It's just a matter of when you're driving, you're running right. the batteries down. The wind turbines are simply there okay. to yes. keep them from yes. running down. So you're not charging them as okay. often, but the full battery charge is still there even when you're going slow. Okay, so I like that better. Powered. Mine was sort of like a passive aggressive way to like, hey, turn off your phones. We're going in to get dinner. When you're on a road trip, because like, yeah, but how many times have you been stuck because of a car yeah? Accident so you're right, you're right. Nobody That's wants not that. gonna, especially <laughs> if you're in this like already super cool vehicle and you're like you have the opportunity to do some really cool stuff, but then it was taken away from you because the designers said, "Hey, what if we just turned the batteries off when they stopped going?" Batteries at twenty five percent, powering down. Auxiliary that kind of controls. covers our ecological friendliness and our cost effectiveness, right? Because like if it's uh no it doesn't not no no it doesn't do cost effectiveness because it that's a new that's a new technology because we're designing it because we're the first ones who've ever come up with this idea obviously so again let's add more bleeding edge for the purchaser i'm sorry no it's long-term cost effectiveness it's long-term cost effectiveness for the for the purchaser because that purchaser won't have to charge the batteries as often nor will that purchaser have to fill okay so we keep talking about gas and internal combustion um do you think that there's a way to put enough fans on this thing that we could charge enough batteries to make the car go on electric power alone i think there are plenty of locations in which we could put fans about how many fans do you think it would take to power a whole car i'm concerned about like 10 the oh sure only six uh obviously we'll be fine with that i doubt it probably more um but the problem still exists if if you've gone slow for long enough because you're stuck in a where there was an accident and you're there for a couple hours like the fans aren't going you've just used all your battery right how do you recharge then you need the backup internal combustion engine because right. there's nothing that quite fits that there's nothing that quite fits that bill you right. have that there uses some gas that becomes the backup okay yeah i like that I think, right I think you're right. Right now, the, it doesn't the, need to be the, a very the hybrid big, like, vehicles are 
Yeah. Right now, the hybrid vehicles are like uh, gas with electric backup that does it at low speeds. We're looking at something that's electric with gas backup for something if you if you if you get stuck. I, now I'm I'm saying that and I'm realizing there are electric vehicles that have no gas backup. So this is even with that it's still a possibility that you don't need the internal combustion engine. Yeah, but those are really good for like short bursts, right? Like driving around town. They're not really they're not really a road trip vehicle and that was sort of a sub goal that we discussed. We talked about, you know, like being able to drive cross country. Yeah. Um, those, they have, those vehicles have, you know, a couple, you know, about the same right now, their charge range is about the same as a tank of gas. Um, but it's still, um, not ideal, especially if we're (laughs) going to be powering things like this crazy sound system and the heads up display, which I'm sure will take lots of, once the batteries get down to 20%, um, out of the floor, pop these four extra, um, like bicycle pedals for the people (laughs) in the back. (laughs) <laughs> and they have to they have to recharge everything back up to at least 50% before the bike pedals go away. This is the this is the tax you get for being the back seat in the back seat with all the cool game tables. Yes. Like you have to yes. you have to sometimes you have to pedal the car. <laughs> yes, you're not pedaling the car, you're pedaling a generator that well, recharges the batteries. Right. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So We'll have to figure out. Well, where I think those we're onto something here, Joel. Fit, but I, I really do. Um, yeah. So I think the last thing that we need for this this incredible vehicle is a, is a name. Um, do you have one in mind? Not particularly. I do have a couple strategies. Um, cars okay. that are named after animals tend to be pretty cool. Um, cars okay. that are named after places tend to be pretty cool. Actions, right? Like the Ford lineup. There's like the Expedition and the Escape and the. Um, yeah okay like stuff like that so like it has to be a really tough name a really cool name so you, okay so it has to be tough even though it's more like a family vehicle it has to be really cool even though it's a family um, vehicle even though it's a family vehicle okay so it needs to make a man feel like he's driving something really awesome. uh, you know i'd like to rescind the tough requirement <clears throat> i think that we can just get by with a really okay. cool name. okay it, it it has to be cool enough of a name and cool enough of a design that the dad of any family feels like he is the bomb for driving right this thing and having the having the, the ten and... fans arrayed around the vehicle will do that. <laughs> I think. Well, yeah. I think. Oh, remember that we talked about spoilers in the in the in the beginning. What if yes. instead of instead of like taking you know um, junkyard spoilers before and instead we we have okay so we have four fan shrouds on the hood we have four on the roof and then we have a spoiler that sticks up above the top of the fan shrouds that are on the the roof of the car has more fans and it's just it's just four more fans so it's like we (laughs) i love it so we have we have and since we don't have side since we don't have side doors for the passenger area you're gonna have a couple on each side yes you can we're up to we're up to 14 (laughs) fans now if we put two on each or one on each side I think 14 yeah, which should are. be enough to power the car. Right? r and get back with it. Yeah, I think we're one. good. Um, all right. Fan. The blade? Mm. I don't want to just go with the first thing that comes up, but that was pretty good. Uh, I like that a lot. Also, maybe could we call works. it the Razor? The Motorola Razor? Oh, is Motorola making this? They can if they want to get their name on it. No, that's a bad oh. Yeah, no, no cuz I don't think Motorola has a streaming service. And then we need to be locked into whoever they have a contract with and I don't want to necessarily do oh, that. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. No, let's I go mean, with the blade. Motorola I like the is, blade. Motorola is owned by Lenovo, my favorite technology group. 
that does stuff with Star Wars, and it can be a Star Wars car. Yes, it can be a Star Wars car. Woo! That was a, that was a pretty roundabout way to get there, but uh, I mean, I'm down. I'm down with the Star Wars car. <laughs> every every car um, also comes with your choice of hood decal. It's either um, it, it's an emblem from one of the the main factions in in the in the official canon. Yes. So you can either yes. have a Rebel Starbird or like the First Order crest or or like the the Jedi Alliance, whatever their something symbol is. A- any of the any of those symbols. Yeah. Sure. Why That's not? Maybe. Talk to your talk to your dealer about that one. They'll be able to. Maybe help you we should backtrack out. a little Pick bit. And just, it, just call it the blade. <laughs> I like the blade. I like the blade a lot. Right. Let's go with that. Um, right. So before this podcast gets any longer to edit, let's uh, let's go ahead and get things wrapped up. We have a we have a really great vehicle on our hands here. Um, what are you mm-hmm. thinking? Like, was this going to be like a like a thirty bucks, forty bucks, probably to buy one of these? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. I, I think you're shooting high there. So I think that's I mean the, the the way to make it affordable is to make the cost very small obviously. Yeah, exactly. Uh 25 bucks every other day for 3 years. Okay. $13,687.50. That is that is not how much cars cost. <laughs> no. It, it it's I think at the like the cheapest end we're looking at like $25 every day for 3 years. Yeah, then we're looking at um, around twenty six thousand. So yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, I think I think we could probably. I don't know. I think the heads up display is going to be the real sticking point. That might be like a like yeah. a like a plug in. Like you can change that window. Like you can get it for twenty six thousand dollars. You get it without the heads up display, but for an extra like you know five thousand dollars or you whatever, get, you can get the heads up. Yeah, display. you get the full heads up display, but there's a there's a head display heads up display light, which is just a dude named Ralph in your dash with little like uh, puppets <laughs> on sticks. <laughs> Ralph sitting on your dashboard and he's actually holding the heads of action figures and Barbie dolls in the air and showing them to you tossing tossing them at you heads up heads up heads up I was imagining you were talking about the sticks I was imagining him holding them on sticks holding them up in the air so the heads were up and he was displaying them No, I was, I was still thinking the heads-up display with all the directional arrows and everything. It's just a dude in your dashboard with the, like, on sticks, an arrow that says, turn left. And, and then he pulls it down after you've turned left, and he t- holds up the other one. Go straight for three miles. And in order to get your attention, he throws the heads of action figures at you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and every absolutely. time, And every time you stop at a gas station after after a long drive, you have to, like, first you have to buy Ralph a cheeseburger. Um <laughs> Um, but also fueled um, by air like, and cheeseburgers <laughs> and if you, and if you go to the right places you can be fueled by the by the same cheeseburger that can also provide yes. the air <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes i was gonna say fueled by air and cheeseburgers and literally just french fries oh yes Yep. Throw a little peer pressure in there and you'll be all good. Yep. I like it. We're in good shape. I think we're in good shape. Throwbacks. All right. Thanks for helping us design a car podcast listener. You've, uh, you've been the best. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, all of our Patreon uh, subscribers, patrons, however you care to refer to yourself. Um, Currently we have uh, room at the table supporting us at the, you guys are really rad level. I think is what it's called. I'll fix it in post if I have to. (laughs) Um, 
they uh they are currently our uh as of recording our one and only patreon if you want to support us um if you like what we're doing here if you think that this is the kind of entertainment that you want to pay for head on over to patreon.com slash joel and uriah um and you can get in at the uh one three or five dollar levels starting at three dollars you get uh bonus content uh which once a month we release an episode of um (laughs) of uh um deleted scenes and uh a lot of today's episode is going to be in an episode of deleted scenes Uh, but yeah uh joel do you have anything that you want to say before Uh uh-oh thanks a lot for listening we will catch you next time next week on uh intercepted transmissions or uh in two weeks if you come back for joel and your terrible ideas bye now Our intro and outro music was created by Phantom Sage. It's called Kingdom, and it's available from SoundCloud and no copyright sound. Go check them out on YouTube. That's where we found them. Our logo icons were designed by Salif Art on Fiverr. If you want to look just like us, you can do that with a commission. We're on Facebook as Joel and Uriah. We're on Twitter as at Joel and Uriah. And Google Plus technically, but we're never going to check it. To get the podcast delivered to you directly, you could follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on iTunes, or subscribe to us on Google Play Music. Thanks for hanging out with us, and you'll hear from us next time on Joel and Uriah's Terrible Ideas. I'll just pick one. I'll just I'll just have Shia LaBeouf yelling, do it. <laughs>